Welcome to episode 35 of the Glider CEO Podcast. I am your host, Mark Michael. It is 341 Pacific Standard Time, and I am broadcasting to you live and unedited from beautiful and sunny downtown Seattle. Today I am joined by a very special guest, my father, the chairman, Pop, good soul, whatever you want to call him, uh, Osher Michael. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, I basically, just so you know, as a just a backdrop to this uh, podcast episode, I literally texted him about 30 minutes ago or an hour ago and say, hey, come in, I want to interview you. And he didn't even know. He probably doesn't. Do you know what a podcast is? No. Not very yeah, much. no problem. So uh, <laughs> I basically wanted you to hear from from Pop. They're about to uh, travel tomorrow through Tuesday. They're going to go to Arizona. And, you know, like my episode today was actually being about, is technically about waiting because people are always like, well, just wait, just wait. Like my answer to waiting is like, no, I don't want to fucking wait. You know, if I don't need to wait, I don't want to wait. And so in theory, I was going to wait <laughs> for this episode till next week. But I was like, shit, you never know what happens. You know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So I was like, Pop, come in here, let's, let's do an interview. So this might be a lengthy one, this might be a short one. I want to get through kind of a lot of different uh, topics with Pop in general. He has no idea what's going on right now. He will just be answering the questions. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and here we go. What's your name? My name is Asher uh, Michael. Here, let's move the chair... Here, can you just get up real quick. Move the chair here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, where were you born? I was born in uh, Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice of words. Care to elaborate? Pardon me? Do you care to elaborate on Mesopotamia? Because Yeah, it's the area between the two rivers, and it's Iraq. Today is Iraq, but it used to be Mesopotamia, the fertile Greece. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let me give you a couple softball. Well, you know what? Let's just get yeah, into it. You sure. know, how how was it? So you have three boys. Yeah. Their names. Enid Michael, Mark Michael, and Dan Michael. Uh-huh. Why are Dan and I's middle name Osher? And Gabriel, my nephew, is also yes. Osher. Because, uh, because in our culture and back home, the father's name, the real father's name is the middle name. No matter Always, what? Yeah, no matter what. And the, the family name is the last name. But the father is the middle name. The father's first name is the... Interesting. Is, is our middle name. That's why you are. What is your earliest memory of Enif? What do you mean earliest memory? Like, what's the first thing you ever remember from, about Enif? About, like, uh, when he was born? Or yeah, what? whatever. Or a memorable moment? Uh, memorable moment with Enif. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, the best experience with Enif to convince him to come from uh, Eastern to Eastern Washington from Central Valley. That was my, I mean, the 
best experience that he listened to me because uh, he became very successful after that. Mm -hmm. Anything from childhood? Childhood, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was a very good boy, but you know, I separated from my ex-wife and he was age four. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard for him. He always told me why you don't come and stay with us, and, mm -hmm. and that kind of hit me. Yeah, interesting. Um, and we can probably uh, dive further into that, yeah. but we want to cover a lot of topics today. We might circle back on that one. Uh, earliest memory with Dan? Dan. Uh, earliest memory with Dan is uh, uh, he was uh, Papa Washu. Papa Fidu, mm -hmm. he was a BCR for VCR. He wanted his hair to be cut uh, like Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, yeah. yeah. Um, and me. You are, you are. I have a lot of memory about you. Mm -hmm. First, when you were at uh, one year, uh, one and a half year old, or two, uh, two years old, you hit Dan with a with a tennis racket in his face. And uh, and when you were three, year, three and a half years old, uh, no, you were, yeah, you were almost from three to four, I said, Mark, uh, we have a birthday party for you. Who you want me to invite from your friends? You said, Joanna, Kimberly, Dana, Mary, you named about six, seven old girls, zero boys. So that was kind of uh, really funny. I always remember that. And, uh, and uh, when you grow up, you're a very good listener. And, uh, and you always listen and always you took notes. That's why what I think you're gonna be very successful because you're a very good listener, you could and uh, I like that in you. And Mark, Mike. Thank you, Pat. Um, what do you consider your hometown? Hometown now, like in our days? And in general, in your life, what do you consider your hometown? Honestly, I never knew I gonna be so much in love with Seattle. I love Seattle. I love that's why you know we own a travel company. We travel a lot, but uh, always I tell my wife between your mother between uh, between June and October I don't wanna go anywhere. I love Seattle. I never knew I gonna like Seattle so much. What did you love to do as a kid before high school? Uh, as a kid, I was uh, before high school. To tell you the truth, I used to love the girls a lot, and uh, I was very. Uh, I studied, I did that, and uh, I did some sports. I played soccer. I played soccer, good soccer, yeah, and. Uh, what do you remember most about your teenage years? Teenage years, uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things that 
uh, we went and uh, we because our house was on the river Tigris was like about uh, 100 meters 100 like 300 feet from we were so we used to go and swim there I loved these swimming in river Tigris at that time it was very good not polluted it was so nice and also boys and girls we all swam together so it was very nice to play with them too we're skipping around a lot it's how did you choose your career I to tell you the truth uh, I wanted to very very beginning I wanted to be a doctor but but I you know I could not dissect a frog because blood and this thing so then uh, I thought uh, the best for me I go into the engineering I started like engineering and there's no way I could have been a doctor what made you successful uh, at work Oh, that's that's a long topic. This successful, it's really, I you know I came with a small diploma and uh, I told them I, I I told Bechtel Corporation I want to be assistant engineer. They said no, you need to get a degree, then uh, we'll make you uh, an engineer. So, so I really went and got a degree, and, and then in 1973. They reclassified me from designer to engineer. I uh, I went to a dinky college. It was not very good, but I became very, very successful in Bechtel. Um, yeah, like I said, I called him about 30 minutes ago. And I was like, let me interview him. So I have a lot of questions that I'm... Want to ask, but then there's ones I don't want to ask. I think it's important to get a little bit of background, but I could jump forward. So, like, one of the ones that I would ask right now is, you know, were you ever scared to be a parent? Uh, No, really, I was not, but only I, uh, I was never scared of being a parent. I was looking forward to it, but only I told my wife, I cannot go at the delivery to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'll sit at house or go waiting room. Mm-hmm. I can't go like some men go with their wife. But I was not scared, no. I was very happy that I had boys. All right. So a lot of our listeners of this podcast, the Glider CEO podcast, are right now primarily people we know or at least know me a little bit. So they always... A lot of times people always see me posting pictures of you or that you're here at the office or whatever. And very few people know that you were pretty strict growing up, right? Um, I mean, Daniel, my business partner, I mean, he was there a couple times, so he knows. But anyone who's met us, you know, post, you know, 2004 would have no clue that between 1982 and 2004, you were a pretty strict guy. Yeah. Why were you strict? Oh, why was I strict? See, uh, when I joined Bechtel Corporation as a draftsman, they said, you can't be and you don't. So I worked very hard. I 
I was working full time and doing going full time to school at night. So I get up at uh, five o'clock uh, in the morning and I come 11 at night. I take 17 units a semester. Plus I'm full time working. So I really think I contributed a lot to, you know, I worked very, very hard. And I was also always very punctual coming to the office one hour before the work start and leaving one hour after work start. So I, you know, till I earned through a very hard way and uh, my way out. And I thought you guys are all thing available for you. We can help you. And, uh, so I really expected a lot from you guys. It may be sometime too much. Yeah, but then in right around 2004, you more or less stopped giving a shit. Yeah. No, 2000, because then, you know, you were, what, uh, 2004, how old you were? Like 23, probably, yeah, 22. Yeah, well, well, then you you did very good. And uh, you did very good, so I was very impressed with you. I started encouraging you. I, I started believing in you. Before that, I did not. I, even though you came with some idea, um, innovation and this, but still, my priority number one for you to to have good grades. But once everything done, then you were almost graduated. You graduated from university, so I was very, very happy with you and your brothers. What have you learned about other people in life? What do you mean, and what respect like? I have no idea. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, you have to trust people and then trust you and, uh, and uh, being very ethical. I really always comply with code of ethics. I, you know, I don't lie. I don't, I, 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 sometimes I like that reciprocity and be very good, you know, because, you know, this is where I could have been multi, multi-millionaire if I deviated from code of ethics. But, but. You know, so I, I like uh, mutual understanding and also I like politics, you know, talking and uh, because I follow politics and, and all, yeah, just being honest. And what were the three best decisions you ever made? Three best decisions. First, really, in my life, coming to the United States. Second, coming to Seattle. There was one other decision I made as personal, I will not tell it, tell it to you. It was so one coming to United States, and then second coming to Eastern Washington, sorry, no. and the third was uh, coming to Seattle. All right decision I made, everything, because you know what, they said uh, from San Francisco, what, you gonna go to that desert and try cities? Are you sure you're gonna live in the desert? I said, yeah, I'll go. Mm -hmm. And then when I came to the desert, I bought a house. They said, why? This is a lot of my friends. I mean, they will never buy houses. Anyway, I bought a house. And I, I was very pleased that I bought the house because I didn't lose any money as a matter of I made money. So, so these three, some of the, my major decisions. And to tell you the truth, also finishing school, it was not, 
It was hard. Four years, part time, you know, working. So it was not easy. It was uh, that was a very good decision I made to become as an engineer because as a, as a designer draftsman, I used to work for bosses. All these bosses that I worked with, they got they started working for me. Some of them I brought them to the Eastern Washington to with me, but just uh, to me, I felt that you know to to be a full time student and full time uh, working it was very good experience. It was a good decision I made to go and study engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, how many years left do you think you'll live? How many left? How many years do you think you'll live left? Honestly, I don't want to disappoint you if I tell you you might get that. You're going to hang with me. I'm going to live very close to what President Carter is. He's uh, 94. Maybe I'll somewhere between 91 to 95. That would be when I'll say goodbye to you. Mm-hmm. You know, as part of, you know, you're... Your life in Seattle is very. Um, you, I mean, you live here in the yeah. city of Seattle, right? And yeah. you go to Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. come to your. You go to your office. You sometimes to this stop office. by my office. You know, like yeah. today you have a function at the Fairmont Hotel. Six oh one club. Six oh one club. You dub alumni. You know. And people really like seeing you on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Good. Today's Thursday. It's sunny outside. Like, what would you recommend for people to drink today? Uh, today is uh, Thursday. See, I'm going to give you something. With I, You know, the chairman. But you guys elected me as the chairman of Michael's family. Responsible for real estate investment and all these things. So... And then, uh, so what uh, uh, what uh, I do as a ch- I have a bar in my house it's 20 feet 24 feet long so I go like this Monday M. Mescal Tuesday T. Tequila Wednesday W. Whiskey Thursday Again, tequila, because tequila is the most good. Then, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's between vodka, gin, uh, miscellaneous stuff. So I go by that. And then, basically, I start drinking, don't tell that to my wife, at almost 4 o'clock every day. So I have very good routine here. And also, I want to just add to... The other question, what I do before that. You know, the, my last job is managing the cleanup of nuclear waste in Eastern Washington. Very sensitive job. But after I retired and becoming chairman of the Michael family, where I worry about everything, I am more busier than I was in the office there. Because I was the boss there. You know, I just reviewed the finance. I'm much, my brain is working here in a full blast. It's much more than when I was working 
in Eastern Washington. So always busy, always doing the math that for you, for investment, for mark, for trips, for trips that's very important. Trips that we do. I do all the calculations. Yeah, I mean speaking of yeah. speaking of trips, I mean how many countries have you visited so far? I know honestly over one hundred. Yeah. yeah, I've been all over the world. Right, some of yeah, I, I, I mean, I think you're up, you're definitely well past 50. Maybe. Oh, no, 100%. I think more. so, I think it's, I think it's close yeah, to 100, too. Out of all the places, and I know, I think I know what you're going to yeah, say. I know, you're not going to like it. I know, but let, that's why I want to ask for your top five best trips you've ever been on. Well, you know. Top five destinations that you like. Well, I thought Sardinia was very good in uh, Italy. I love Mexico, Mexico. Like, I, I love my trips to Mexico, whether it's Los Cabos. And lately, I really like Mazatlan. They built that 15 kilometers, uh, Malacan Street. It's so beautiful, the way it is. Uh, I, like, I like Cuba, too, even though I have some skirmishes with you and <laughs> your brother, you gave me hell. Worst trip ever. Yeah, I know. But that and then. We'll talk about that later. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I like the, the Vietnam. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I love Philippines and and Thailand. Yeah. I love Philippines, but but if you because Mexico is so close, I feel very comfortable in Mexico. Yeah, I've been to all Caribbean practically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, five ten to, to Punta Cana. Panama for all Costa Rica. Uh, by the way, also I, you know, I, as I know, I, I, I like Peru because uh, to Machu Picchu. I wrote a book, Seattle, Washington, USA to Machu Picchu, Peru. So I like the when I analyzed the Roman from the eye of civil engineer. I, yeah, I mean, I like speaking of book. which, you've written two books. Yeah, two books. One lobster and tuna tails. Yeah which is available on Amazon, and the other is? Seattle, Washington, USA, to Machu Picchu, Peru. Also available on uh, Amazon. Amazon, Kindle, and paper. I would say the Lobster and Tuna Tales, to me, is in the vein of a Great Gatsby slash, you know, like a Moby Dick. Yeah. Like, it should be somewhere in the realm of required reading for... <laughs> Every every yeah every student in America should read that story, and the world to tell you the truth. And one day when this podcast I'm going to be gone, you'll be gone. That that uh, that book will be famous. Oh, yeah. I promise. Let me tell you what happened today. Yeah. We're totally bouncing around, yeah. and next time I know what I'm going to no, do. No, no problem. Don't next worry. time I will focus the don't podcast. Worry, don't worry. On, I, I, um, I'm not prepared. If you're yeah, not prepared, I'm not prepared good. at all. That's very good. Um, it's... Here's what happened today, right? So we went and met with one of our investors. I don't. For the record, I tell. I always tell Pop. I'll tell him anything he wants to know, but not everything. Yeah. Because, you know, running a business is. It's not, it's like if I say extremely hard, it kind of throws it off. But basically, there's just a lot of moving parts and you're always thinking about what this is, what that is, what this is. And again, probably with anything in life, I guess. But business is especially hard because you're also responsible for a lot of people's livelihoods. I mean, like, 
you know, you see people growing up with you, you spend a lot of time with people. And right now at DevHub, we're at a very interesting point because the last two years have been pretty incredible growth. Really long story short for the hundredth time, if you don't know about our company, we raised a bunch of money in 2000, end of 2009, early 2010, blew through it by July 2010, basically starting from zero to come up to where we are today is pretty impressive. So today we met with one of our investors, uh, really well, extremely respected in the investing community. I would say between here, Silicon Valley, anywhere where there's a legitimate VC community, um, I think most people would recognize the name, if not know the guy. Super nice. And, you know, like Daniel and I are there potentially wanting to raise more money. Wanting to raise money now that we know what our business is, right? 122, 23 enterprise deals, some of the biggest brands on, in the world on our platform, Holiday Inn, VW. Um, there's just some of the ones I'm looking at on this board right now. Uh, Windstar Cruises, State Farm, Whirlpool, KitchenAid, Maytag, BMW, all using our platform. Again, those brands I just mentioned, if you go tell them, hey, I heard you're using DevHub, they'll have no idea what you're talking about because we're brought into those brands through uh, other relationships who are licensing our software. But long story short, met with this investor today, and we have an option to either raise money or not raise money. Do you think we should raise money or not raise money? Honestly, it depends on the curve that in the projection, what you think, what potential. So because you raise more money, then you owe more money. So No, you don't owe anything. Oh, if you raise money, I mean, you're, you're going to go some percentage from you. And yeah, yeah. Go yeah. So you get diluted. You will lose. Yeah, you get diluted. So, so, yeah, so you dilute it. So the percent will be less. So it's... It's uh, honestly, it's a very difficult question. This one, I don't know it exactly is because you just said earlier you give me a lot of things, but also you don't tell me. Yeah. If you would have told me the other thing that you don't tell me, then I could have made my decision because I, you know, I, I, I do the production, I project, and I do. He's asking math. how much our company makes, right? Is that what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I will never. I, I, one, I one thing I'll tell you. One thing I'll tell the audience. I don't. Just, yeah. I well, I don't care. I like. I legitimately don't tell anyone. Yeah. And if I just don't like to talk about the numbers. Ever. Yeah, but. but and so I just don't. I don't tell my parents. But, okay, I don't. I mean, okay, I just don't let, tell anybody. Then let me ask that even without giving me number. Yeah. If you think, within two to three years, you can get to a very comfortable place and respect to the instances, inquiry to the vendors that you have, then you don't need to raise money. Here's my, here's my, here's like one realistic situation that I'm worried about right now, is that right now we have a lot of deals that are not even on the board right now, pending, right? Like pending. If all of them hit, we're gonna be great. The problem is, if they all hit, and then if there is truly a recession or something and we lose a, a little bit next year, yeah. we're basically going to be in the same place as we are yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And so my thinking is a little bit like, okay, if we have 
extra income yeah, money, money you know that we can continue to grow and even if we lose a little bit we'll still be gaining more and at least have a cash cushion okay, yeah. just in case like that's why that's the only reason I'm considering it right yeah, now it's, 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 it's a very good point that you really you mentioned I you never know? thought about it but but so you balance. I that's why I said this is very difficult. Question. I know, I know. I'm, I'm. This is extremely. I've been difficult. thinking about it for the last couple. This well, definitely a couple of weeks, but really in the last two days, Kenny, we we're going to have this meeting today. Anyway, we have the meeting. We have the option. If we want to raise money, we we need to do some things first um, with the business itself. But uh, uh, but uh, you know, and make, I know this is corporate America, and this is construction and engineering. Could you be partnered with somebody? Partnership. Yeah, I mean there is there is a lot of that, but you know. So they partner all these big multi billions projects. Essentially, there is partners. Essentially, that is what we technically have. Oh yeah, that's good. You know, already. I mean, I'm just not really not the way you're saying like joint venture stuff. Joint venture. Yeah, I mean we. People, I mean, in the last almost two years, right now there's another company pursuing the bias right now. But I just have no, I have personally no interest to sell. None. Um, what's interesting about our position is that most startups, right? I mean, I don't know if you can even call us a startup anymore because it's been 12 years. But most tech companies, I would say in a weird way, a lot of companies would have already gone under just in general, just whatever the rules are of business, right? Like 98% of businesses fail, da, 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 da. But we're still here and we're actually growing a lot right now. Um, anyway, okay, let's move on. You see we mounted the TV there and then we're adding another TV yeah, up, yeah, above yeah. it. So these will all be, there's one there, we're adding another one above that one. Oh my goodness, so what's this? So yeah. that will be the, all of our current clients yeah, and that yeah. we're coming onto our platform yeah, yeah. that will be on there like the schedules who's doing what yeah, da, 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 da. and the one above that will be the sales board so what, what above, deals above which one like see there's black TV right there yeah oh, it's yeah, off yeah, yeah. right now when the other one gets installed but then, what are these yellow strips that they're coming what, what that's just they? like roughly like meetings that people have oh, oh I see Anyway, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm trying to make it like a command center yeah, yeah very good that's you know? very, I'm very impressive yeah it is interesting um Okay, I think that's a decent interview. I mean, I'm not really 100% happy with that interview just because I felt like it was a little bit all over the place. I yeah, probably just wanted content. Next time, if you just give me a short notice and just a little bit about topics, I'll be more prepared. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah, maybe. But you did a very good job. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Always. Mark, I'm really, really proud of you. Oh, good, Pop. You are oh. my son and my best friend. Thank you, thank you. All good. You know, I if there's anything, I would just hope that you get to see potentially this business be very big. Yeah, you know, but, you know, God willing. But if you, th- if you think you're going to be al- alive to 94, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't. I might be 84, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you will be sweet 80. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be no, 110. No, no. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen now, hopefully. Um, okay, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. This was the introduction, I would say to your chairman my dad aka pop thank you mark thank you for joining thank you very much